0: And welcome to a very special edition of Indies Till I Die. Um, today I'm joined by James Fuller to do a kind of Desert Island Discs style countdown of um, his six best Indies games, uh, and that's Indies Through All Its Guises since the formation in 2009. Um, hello, James. Hi, Dan. Um, right, let, let's kick off then. Game number one, uh, you, you've given me these in advance, obviously. September 2009, Government United nil, Sylvan's nine. Why is this on? The yes,
1: list? this was the first ever game that we played in GFA leagues. Uh, so uh, we basically had 14 players, or sorry, 13 players on the day uh, turned up. Uh, Sylvan's had fancy in centre midfield, and a load of other superstars, and it was oh my god. So I remember the team talk was, lads, as long as it's respectable at half time, that will yeah, that will suffice. Uh, and first half, we basically yeah, put ten guys behind the ball, let their fullbacks have it, and it went surprisingly well. Yeah. Uh, and also, Lyndon hit, uh, had a shot that was miraculously saved, and we won a corner. And from the resulting corner, uh, he clipped the top of the crossbar with a header. So you know, we we did have the odd moment as well. It was quite a success. That's a the de- Deputy half. Lyndon
0: Trott for uh, for listeners who are unaware yeah, that he, he
1: right, was yeah. in the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, so it went quite well for a while, but obviously we faded and ended up losing nine nil. What was it at uh, half time, was... Jim? Two or no, two nil at half time. Two nil at half time.
0: Okay, so you're thinking that's pretty decent
1: platform to build on. <laughs> absolutely, would have taken that at half time. <laughs> um, uh, but then, so uh, we came off the pitch end of the game. And a guy who was involved on in the Sylvan's Committee, well, I, I knew him vaguely. He's not yeah. there this, but I won't name him. But we walked off, and he says, "Didn't seem like such doesn't seem like such a good idea now, after all, does it?" Uh, and I kind of thought, "You, uh, I don't want to, I don't want the pod to get an explicit tag uh, on on Apple Podcast, but um, <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean." And actually, yes. that kind of that comment actually cemented the kind of. Uh, spirit that you know has shone through indies from then on kind of thing because it was like well you might think it was crap mate actually i quite enjoyed the experience and i think maybe everybody else did as well you know um you know so if you yeah. if you get down high because you lose nine nil uh, it just you know t- read read the uh if you didn't read the room wrongly certainly read the team wrongly so um yeah but anyway, so, so that was that was an experience and also one of the last few times that i played attacking midfielder in a match just um uh, that was that, that that was kind of crowbarred into that position in the hope that I could try to do something in their half of the pitch rather than everything all happening in our half of the pitch.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pen you as a lot of things, but probably a mercurial number 10 probably wouldn't be one of them um, in all honesty without trying to cast any aspersions on your twinkle toes um, so, so do you think that was one of the games that kind of in your mind uh, entrenched the qualities of the club and the, and the values that you wanted to embody that comment at the end like you say is you know churlish
1: yeah really. uh, I suppose you know uh, so I, I, in sport I'm a born loser so uh, <laughs> it was quite quite comfortable to kind of slot into that role some of the listeners I mean, will relate yeah. I'm sure um, exactly, yeah, happy, happy to stay there ever since <laughs> Good, good stuff. Um, so,
0: so that was um, government united. So, were you in the famous uh, green and black kit that is still still around we to this day? Is that the same kit?
1: Green and black, yeah, which occasionally gets to run out nowadays.
0: It does, yeah. It's like it's made of wool. It's so thick. Uh, it's like wearing wearing a <laughs> it's like wearing a Hessian
1: sack. Um, it is, yeah, I know what you mean. It's slightly odd in that it? it's very thick, but it's also short sleeve. Yeah, uh, do- <laughs> strange combination.
0: Yeah, I do enjoy the shirts, short sleeves, as do um, some of our teammates who are prone to overheating in anything over kind of six degrees, um, looking at certain certain defensive midfielders there. Um, we jump forward for, for game number two of your selection, James, to March 2012. The result, Rovers 1, Government United 2. So a win here yeah. we're talking about.
1: So, you know, as I said on the previous uh, podcast, um, up until this season, every season, we've had a result somewhere along the line in, in the season. 2011-2012, we had four games to go. We hadn't got a point yet this season. Uh, and we went to Portsmouth, uh, never the easiest place to go uh, for a Vets team. Uh, and we only had 12 players. Uh, I was in goal. And we <laughs> we went calamitously, went 1-0 down in the first half when a ball was came past through, I think. Anyway... Keith was playing left back, and I was, and the two of us went for it, and there must be no communication. and We absolutely smashed into each other, and my uh, my nose connected with something of Keith, <laughs> kind of went virtually, both of us almost spark out. Yeah. Uh, and set the set the forward just picked the ball up, rolled it into the empty net. So it was a calamitous way to concede. Um, a familiar feeling for, that... <laughs> for anyone
0: who's played in defence for Indies, or indeed further up the pitch.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Something, something we could have well done without. <laughs> anyway, um, so as the as the game went on, as I said, we only had twelve. One lad uh was got injured. I can't remember. Yeah, badly enough injured that he just couldn't continue. So yeah. he had to go off. And then Paul Sadler, who some guys might remember, was a um, yes steadfast cent- centre back for many years. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he tore a hamstring or something akin to that. <laughs> Uh, and we we dared not go down to, to, to ten. So he went in goal despite being unable to move, uh, and uh, and I I was uh, went out of goal and played uh, played out. And so and we were still only one nil down. And I can't remember how long, maybe that was twenty minutes to go or something. Yeah. Anyway, we won a corner late on, and um, the corner came across and somebody got a hold of it. And Martin Whitwam was playing in this field. Martin was a good player back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and he shot towards the goal. I think it was a shot it might have been a header. Anyway, Jeff Martell was playing for overs at the time and Jeff was on the line and he punched the ball over the bar. Right? Uh, no, sorry, he punched the ball. He punched the ball, but it didn't go over the it went into the net. Right. Now the, stri- the the referee interpretation of that moment should have been this is and this is what with five minutes to go. Yeah. Something like that. So you know Jeff tries to handball the on the line and he po- punches it into the net instead. Now, the referee should have given the goal and booked Jeff for uh, attempting to you know, uh, deliver a handball. No, no doubt but it was instead, deliberate, Jim. No doubt at all. Absolutely. Deliberate. No yeah. doubt at all. Sounds uh, quite unsporting. About, I, think, I think the ref was, was desperate to send Jeff off. Right. <laughs> and so he sent him off and gave a penalty, which right. was totally the wrong deal. Uh, so for us, we wanted the goal with five minutes to go yeah. and didn't mind if they had 11 players. Yeah. But what we didn't want was have a penalty uh, and you know, then go down to ten for five minutes. What penalty was that to them? You know. Yeah. So anyway, exactly. we had yeah. the pen, We had the penalty. Who steps uh, up? And uh, well, me, obviously, naturally, uh, yeah. as, as as the as the penalty taker for that season. And in fact, that was the season when I won my golden boot for scoring four goals, uh, and one of them being from the penalty spot. Uh, and just a couple of games earlier, actually, against Sylvan's I scored. So yeah. I took the penalty. Shemus in goal for Rovers. Uh, I can tell this now because I'll never take another penalty again. I don't think, but I always would stick my penalty on the floor to the keeper's left. Yeah. Uh, so basically, right foot, side foot to my right, uh, yeah. and I did that. And Shemi saved it. Uh, so he pushed it out back towards me, oh. and so I took I took about three spaces forward and absolutely lashed it into the net <laughs> uh, just to, to make sure, buried it. So there we go. Get out. Of, get out of jail. One all. Yeah. Um, five minutes. Five minutes to go. And then, so we won, won the ball again and we're going up the pitch and Will Giles, who was a uh, combative lawyer for the, uh, for the Law Officers of the Crown in the Royal Court yeah. and also a very combative midfielder who certainly didn't mind sticking it through somebody if the moment uh, was, was required. Uh, so he was on the ball and I'm telling him, go to the corner, go to the corner. right?" And so he went to the corner and then instead of staying there, decided to jink back in and float a ball into the box, which floated over Shemmy's head and nestled just in, inside the far post uh, and, and into the net. Uh, and so in, in injury time, we had burgled the most miraculous 2-1 win you've ever seen in <laughs> your life. With a, uh, they with a ab- penalty they rebound absolute-
0: and a cross that went in.
1: Yeah, and yeah, they brilliant. were absolutely sick, sick as pigs. And so that really <laughs> was, uh, that was a fantastic day. Great game.
0: That, I mean, that could, that sounds like it could have been the day that the phrase, they did not like it, was was born, really, I can imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, by the sounds of things. Right, game, game number three, where we're jumping forward again three years, it's November 2015, and the score is Central's two, United FC three. Tell us about this one.
1: So, this is up at St Peter's. Now, I need to walk you through the season to, up to this point. So, in division, this is the... Settle in, listeners. Those with long... Those with long memories will remember, this was the railway season where there were 13 teams in the league and we played 24 games. It's a slog. Uh, it was a slog, particularly as yeah. some of them were against captains and Manza as well, which were not were painful experiences. Oh, yeah. but, so this point this was the 1st of November 2015, which to this day is still uh, officially James Fallar Day in the Indies calendar. <laughs> and um, up to that point, we played seven matches. Uh, we'd lost them all. We'd only scored six goals in that time. Uh, and it just wasn't going very well. Uh, we'd had a calamitous defeat to Herm two games before where we'd lost 4-2 to Herm. A winnable uh, game,
0: if I, if I recall correctly, that was. Well, exactly.
1: And, and we absolutely blew it. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah, that the felt particularly week, crap, I have to say. That the, the following week we played Rangers... Uh, and I, I got to the point after the Herm disaster, I dropped Etty, so it was one of his very rare appearances on the subs bench, and I played in his position at holding midfield, and it didn't get any better because we lost that 4-0 <laughs> uh, and I thought, oh my god you know, Central's were kind of the only team you know, near us, and we had them next, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We cut by a goal you know, Yes. Yeah. So uh, I... Um, yeah, put my thinking cap on uh, and I said I, look, I used to be a pre centre forward for God's sake. I know it was short lived, but surely I could play up front in the um in in division three. Surely oh, there's got some magic in
0: the in the fellow boots.
1: Exactly. Well <laughs> I, was, I was only 45 at the time so you know. So, anyway, so I thought sorry, sorry, I'm gonna play at centre forward, right? It was actually me and Macca played uh, Ollie McVeigh yeah. do you Remember Macca. Uh, yes played yeah. up front that day. And so, I don't know if you played actually, Dan. I'm trying to look on the records as we... Uh, as we talk. Uh, yeah, I can't see you. Oh, uh, no, you didn't play. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, probably the dropped warm-up.
0: after the Rangers debacle. Well,
1: uh, well, actually, you did play in the home game, I I know, I know, uh, I, know. I you... remember that one. <laughs> I was traumatised, <laughs> <You're> probably. <laughs> You probably were experiencing a spell on the sidelines in Herder. But Anyway, so uh, we played this game against us. So the warm-up was basically right, lads. You stand one in the field. You stand the other. Lash it forty yards Yeah. Right. We're, we're going to play. We're going to play long ball to two big guys, and we're going to feed off the scraps. Right. That is what yeah. we're going to do. It's absolute old school Wimbledon stuff. Uh, and I was thinking I was going to do most of the knockdowns or whatever, but yeah. as it turned out. Uh, and uh, some people will recall. So Central's had a um, rather nervy, uh, I'm not sure how experienced he was, goalkeeper by the name of Rob Priot uh, playing. Uh, anyway, Never about 10 him. minutes into the game. Yeah, about 10 minutes into the game. It's all, um, it's all going reasonably well. still scoreless. Uh, and we put a long ball in and Russell Isabel knocks it down. And it's on the edge of the box. And it's kind of equidistant between me and Rob. So I go towards it. Rob goes towards it, and then he hesitates. And so the moment he hesitates, basically it's my ball, and I and it's one you know, one v one on the keeper. Uh, and so I did what I normally do and side foot it to his <laughs> to his left, yeah. just like my, my the trade like my fantastic, just like my penalties, fantastic penalty technique. Yeah, the, the hallmark um,
0: finish. Yeah, like Thierry Henry exactly, cutting off the left yeah. flank yeah. and opening up his body and into yeah. propelling into the far corner. Very Exactly similar.
1: that kind of thing. Very similar. Uh, so. So Rob's in no man's land, so I side footed past him and hit the hit the bloody post. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, and it and it pinged across the goal line and went into the fast on the, oh, the, the other side. So it was like, oh my god, wow, one nil. It's better um, when they're
0: going off the post. So that's one nil, one nil, yeah. uh, United <laughs> FC as we were then,
1: yeah, yeah but but it was pretty, uh, it was you know, the kind of uh waiting for the ball to run across the goal line was, was yeah. pretty traumatic because I thought yes. we, cannot afford, we cannot afford to pass up chances like this in this game. Yeah. Anyway, um, then I scored, I think, from another Russell knockdown. I, oh, it was a rebound, so I just tapped in a rebound, for 2-0. Yeah. Then he went 2-1, that was half-time. And then second half, we broke away uh, and Burt came hairing out of his goal. He was about 40 yards out of the goal. Uh, and i just beat him to it. Uh, so this is my only goal ever from any distance. But the distance was about 40 yards. Yeah. Uh, and I just connected with it. And the, basically no defender could get back. And it just had the legs to roll over the line. Yeah. It's just bizarre that you ended up effectively doing a tackle 40 yards from his own goal. Uh, and the ball got, you know just had the legs to, to go into the goal. Yeah. So that was the momentous hat-trick moment. Uh, and then we uh, yeah, defended solidly, conceded once. So it was 3-2, had a few nervy moments at the end, but we went on win that game 3-2, and um, it didn't really make the season much better. We only won one other game that season, but thankfully it was against Firm, um, uh, who I then think after that pulled out of the league, so it shows how they felt, uh, how badly they felt about us beating them. Understandable. Um, but yeah, but, but um, uh, John put a, I think, put a, a uh, photograph of me out on Facebook drinking in the Sylvans Bar afterwards, to which the, the GFLN uh, replied, I won't believe this until I see written evidence or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, t- t- <laughs> but yeah, so that, that, that's, my, that's my Indies hat trick.
0: Tell me, tell me quickly then, because uh, not many people have had the pleasure. Was it like scoring a hat trick for Indies?
1: Uh, it was um, unbelievable. I think it was it was actually more the... The, the importance of the game yeah. that, that kind of mattered on that occasion rather than the glory of scoring the goals. But I don't know if you, so you recall we, the following week, we played Thrive in a friendly at KG5 uh, under right. the lights on the 3G um, and in half an hour of that game I, I, we were 3-0 up, and I scored another hatchery uh, so I ended up scoring six goals in a week in a period of about, uh, about 90 minutes so, uh, yeah. That's but, the stuff um, dream, but, dreams are
0: made of. I know you're not exactly, in it for the never, individual glory, Jim, and I would never no, keep of being
1: so. It, 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 it never got better than that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so, so, basically, that got that hat-trick against Thrive was all about just the personal glory, and then uh, I just walked off job done kind of thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah the, I think the, I remember the, that. The Central's <laughs> one meant a lot, but, but what really mattered there was the result, not, the, not who scored them.
0: Yeah, of course, of course, ever, ever the modest professional. Um, We're going forward now for your fourth match to December 2017. And the scoreline here, and and many listeners will recall this or have heard of it because it's come up a few times in in Indies Slide Die in in the regular pods with people. December 2017, the scoreline Indies 4, Rockane Pirates 3.
1: Yeah, so I had to mention this. So I think I've said to you before uh, when Jordy did his podcast, this, in my view, was the most important game ever for Indies. This was the turning point that changed the, the team from being serial, you know, uh, losers to suddenly competitive, you know, a competitive unit in whatever we played. Not every single week, but it was it just signaled a mindset change in the club, and um, you know, this was was perhaps. You know, I, we've gone through some games that had everything, but bloody hell, this game had absolutely everything. So, uh, if I run through it quickly, yeah, a okay. screamer, for, a thirty-yard screamer from Russell Isabel. yeah, a goal it. from a goal, a goal from Otto, uh, a penalty save from Russell, which had to be retaken, and he saved the he saved the retake as well. <laughs> oh,
0: Russell, I can't trademark double save,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and then um, what? About five minutes to go, something like that. So I was on at the time up, up front and Nick Jehan was on the bench and I sacrificed myself for Nick, uh, who then I can't remember how he did it, but he grabbed the equalizers. That was three all. Yeah. And it was like, that'll do, that'll do. You know, got we've six, got a point here exactly and then or, or given sorry i haven't put the context so once again right to start the centrals uh season yeah this 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 game followed seven consecutive defeats yeah we were wretched uh we <laughs> we'd failed to score in five of them so i mean, let me just run through our um our games up to that point so uh 6-0 defeat to Rockane, be quite traumatic for a lot a
0: lot of listeners yeah. i think including yeah. me carry on. Uh,
1: 6-4 defeat to centrals, which is a collapse of performers. 4-0 to Thrive. Yeah. Uh, a 5-8 defeat to the police, where we were 5-0 down at half-time in the most <laughs> desperate 45 minutes I've ever been involved in. Uh, and then an 8-0 defeat to Rovers and a 4-0 defeat to Saints. So Christ. things weren't exactly going well at that point.
0: Absolutely grim.
1: Uh, so, yeah, uh, so, so this rock ain't thing. So it's three all. Nick's just scored a late equaliser. Yeah. Take the point, for God's sake, take the point. And uh, we get another corner. Uh, yeah. Geordie to Nick just floated in the back stick. Uh, and Nick put in the most perfect ball. And Geordie, you know, kind of without jumping, just kind of leant towards the goal and nodded yeah. it home from the yard. <laughs> uh, and it was just, you know, the, the most you know beautiful um, uh, finish that one could imagine. An absolute delirium and that was you know, basically, that was the turning point of, of, of that season we went on to win four more games that season uh, and we lost four more games but every every game that we lost we lost by only a single goal so it absolutely yeah. signaled the, uh, the, the, the the change in mindset of the team.
0: Do you think that's what it was? Looking back on it now, three and a half years ago, three and a bit years ago, do you think it was a mindset thing? Was it So what, what element of it was it? Was it the belief that we could win games? Was it playing decent-ish football relative relative to us? Or was it just Geordie's quality starting to shine through a little bit? And, and then what he and Nick did for the rest of the season, which play, playing in town yeah, it's quite
1: effectively it? Funnily enough, I've just walked the dog before doing this interview tonight. And... When I was walking the dog, I was listening to an interview with Mark Wolverson, the QPR manager, uh, and he's saying it's absolutely important that that you, as a team, have to be recognised by other teams as being, you know, not a pushover. He says he wants QPR yeah. to be uh, to be seen as a team where people think, oh, I don't really fancy playing them. They're quite useful, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Uh, and you know, for so many years, we were like, <laughs> you know nobody ever throws a game against Indies because they can turn up with eight crap players and still get a result kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, for us to change that, uh, to change the way that we are perceived by other clubs, I think is absolutely important. And nowadays, I don't think anybody, or maybe occasionally Division 2, but most games, people don't take us lightly at all because they know yeah. that they'll be in for a game. They know that we can score goals and they know we'll defend with our lives most of the time. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, maybe I'm over-egging it, but it always feels to me that that game was a uh, was a seismic moment in changing the the mindset of the club.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's far far for me or anyone listening, I think to, to question your your take on that really, and it does feel suitably momentous. And the number of times it's come up in in memories so for, for Nick and Geordie, obviously, who who made telling contributions that day, but for everyone who played that day, I think there was a sense of that that well, hang on a minute, look, we're better than we've been. Let's start doing it now. Let's let's turn up and, and have a bit of belief in ourselves. Definitely. Um, ga- yeah. game, game number five, we're, we're going for the same season, actually, but it's March 2018 and the score Indies yeah. 2, Bells 3.
1: Well, I, I put this in because I listened to a uh, podcast called Life Goals as well, which is quite good where people choose their favourite goals, but one of them has to be a sickener, you know, uh, so I put this game in as my sickener, but also it means something to me because this game was one, two, three, four, six games after the Rockane game. Yeah. Uh, and we played bells at KG five on the three G of an evening, and this means something to me because actually this was the last time that I ever picked myself in the starting team, thinking that I was the the best man to do the job on the day. So if wow. you like, know, this, okay. this was the start of my <clears throat> of my retirement. You know, I knew this would be a, uh, a tough game, but I thought I'm going to go up front with Jordy uh, here, and uh, you know, and we're going to give it a shot. And I think this is the best way to play. So. Uh, meant a bit to me uh, and amazingly enough the two of us were up front and we both scored in the first 20 minutes and uh, we were 2-0 up uh, and we went on to lose 3-2 yeah. uh, but there was a, a, a kind of great moment at the end of the game where I don't know if you recall because you played that day Dan uh, and we in the end although we were 3-2 down put them under massive pressure late on and we finished the game with four strikers on the pitch yeah. so there was me and Geordie, uh, and I can't see who else on the list, but I remember, it looks like Ben Q was playing, and, and yeah. Burroughs was also on the bench, uh, and he came on. <clears throat> yeah. uh, and so the last five, 10 minutes, we had four guys up front. We were really going for it. Yeah, and we going a corner. Good. And I remember I said to Adam, look, just stand in front of the goalkeeper, right? You know, something might drop. And something did drop, uh, and from three yards out, he spooned it over the bar, sadly. Uh, so it could have been a glorious uh, Borrows' range, glorious moment. I was going to say that is ten- his range.
0: Uh, uh, surprising exactly, to yeah, hear a miss that, from
1: that. Yeah, that one came to nothing, and it was yeah, it was a shame. But again, I was really proud of the, the performance that day, and it was a uh, you know a, 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 you know good a good effort against a decent team, and it was a uh, you know as I say, kind of yeah, last last one song for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, that's such an interesting moment. I think it's so uh, poignant that you'd say that because I guess it, it does, it shows that that season really was the turning point. Those those two matches in particular, I suppose, and where you can take that step back and go, all right, actually, there's 11 lads who who are going to do a better job than I am out there. That must have been, how did that make you feel having been one of the founders of the club in the first place to be in a position to kind of step back a bit and not lessen the responsibility no, I mean... on yourself per se, but kind of see the evolution of the club?
1: Well, I didn't, but I didn't consciously make that my last appearance. It's no, sure, no, no. In retrospect, you look back and you think, that was the last time that I started a game meaningfully, you know, thinking that I was the best man for the job, you know? Yeah. So, it probably wasn't until the next season or whatever that I was kind of aware of it. I, I'm, I'm fine with it, to be honest. I mean, you know, I enjoy playing, but I now also recognise that... Um, uh, even plenty of other guys can uh, go above and beyond what I can do uh, but actually, I mean, so I played 45 minutes last week um, at, at defensive centre midfield uh, age 50 in Division 2 uh, and I think I kind of got away with it so that, <laughs> that's that's nice to be able to to do at the, at the age of 50 um, uh, I'd better also add that I was so knackered I had to go for a nap at 8 o'clock that night because I just <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was dying after after it, but it was you know a, a good uh, good little experience. If I just mentioned as well, I should have mentioned my goal. Right? Um, yeah. Set up by yeah, yeah. Tim Moulton, uh, and people might remember Tim. Yes, Tim, formerly
0: of this parish. Uh,
1: yeah. that A very a tidy classy, injury uh,
0: injury prone player.
1: <laughs> yeah, slightly injury prone. A very classy uh, attacker who, as Geordie might say, couldn't finish his dinner. Yeah. Uh, and Geordie was Geordie was playing on the left. Sorry, um, Tim was playing on the left-hand side that night. I think of a midfield four, but uh, he went on a mazy run, beat about three people, and um, and just you know digged in a, a shot past the keeper uh, towards the far post. And it hit the post, and I remember him howling in despair I uh, as I ran in, as, as I I ran in to tuck in the rebound <laughs> for, uh, for an easy open goal. Uh, but he was like, "Oh my god!" Because uh, I don't think he scored for the club at that point. So that was, uh, yeah, that was a nice moment. Uh,
0: he eventually got a couple, didn't he, Tim? Uh, <laughs> they were they were deserved, like score you say. He a couple. Very cl- classy uh, he, operator, yeah. but yeah,
1: he was a really good player, Tim. Um, yeah, yeah he oh, scored one goal uh, that season. Uh, up to that point, I can tell from the magic spreadsheet. Yes, excellent. Uh, Stat- i sure how many more i got. Yeah, that's, that's fine, yeah. Well, Tim, uh, Tim, if you're listening, do
0: write in, uh, send some correspondence and uh, let us know how many goals you remember getting. It might be different. Jim, your final game of your, um, your, your Desert Island matches, then the sixth game is, we don't have to cast our minds back too much, thankfully. It's April 2021 and the score is Indies 4, Saints 2 in Division 2.
1: Yeah, or is it, this is less about the score. This was the moment. So this is my 200th game uh, and also the opportunity to play with both my sons in the, uh, in the same team in an official game for, for the first time. I mean, yeah. we had played together a few times before, so they had guested in a few uh, Indies yeah. friendlies. And I remember once, uh, at least once, they played for uh, media in the annual media versus the deputies Christmas match. Yeah. Uh, I remember I remember Gareth Prevo saying at the time that he Ruben must have been about 10 he said he'd never seen a lad so desperate to put a proper team shirt on but it was absolutely drowning him so I wouldn't let him wear the uh, the Media United white and, white shirt with blue trim so oh, he was yeah. wearing a Spurs, a Spurs replica shirt instead but uh he was <laughs> you yeah, know he was absolutely desperate to wear this shirt that was like double his size. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it was great to, uh, to play together. We only actually played together for about seven minutes of the game because Saul actually had basketball first and he had to come down at after half time. Yeah. So when he uh, when he came down, um, I gave him his kit, and he came on with about 15 minutes to go. Uh, and because Ruben and I had started the game, Ruben played the whole game uh, yeah. and I'd come off after about half an hour. And so... I went back on for the last five or so minutes. And so the three of us were on, a, on the pitch together and had a nice photograph taken at the end. So that was, that was a nice moment. But uh, I hope maybe we might be able to do that one or two more times. But uh, a lot of it depends on my longevity and, um, uh, and Saul's desire or lack of it to, uh, to appear on the pitch. But uh, I'm sure Ruben will, uh, will, will keep going for many years, yeah.
0: Well, well, at least it was a win, and that might uh, maybe maybe it's wet Saul's appetite to come back and have another couple of goes. But that that must be really momentous for you playing with with both the boys.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's a bit odd playing football with your lads, actually. And as I say, because we played on the pitch together for so little time, yeah. Because um, a couple of years earlier, we'd actually played a cricket match together, even though the two boys have no interest in cricket. Yeah. Uh, but they they offered to play a game, uh, you yeah, in kind of support of the old man. And actually, that was a lot more meaningful because. I remarkably batted for quite a while, and I batted with both of them. Uh, and then, of course, you're in the field enduring the what what I now consider my the drudgery of the fielding. Um, but so, but you're together in the game for, uh, for for quite a while. Whereas in the football, you know, as I say, we're on the pitch fleetingly, and you're not really in connection with each other either at yeah. that moment. So, so it's slightly odd, but it's it's, it's more about the um, the statement it made. I remember. Um, you you probably know these guys. So uh, Matt Loring from GFC and yeah. his brother Johnny. Yeah, yeah. So Johnny was here. They, me. yeah. It so was a nightmare to defend their...
0: against in youth football. He was absolutely rapid and he could finish.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was he was the star man, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but I remember. So I used to play Vets against his, against their dad Bobby. Right. Uh, and uh, so they had a they had a photograph taken. Perhaps might have been about twenty ten. I reckon. Um, when the three of them are played together in in a in a game, yeah. uh, and I because obviously the lads to so my lads would have been what eight and six at that point. and I kind of remember thinking, oh, I wonder if I could ever achieve that, you know. So um, so to be so I didn't have my picture in the paper like Bobby did, but uh, you know, fair enough. I had, I had my own moment on the Indies Facebook page. That's where the it's where the magic really happens, and um, yeah, so so that was quite nice to or very nice to be able to achieve that. So that's. Definitely one I can I can put to bed, and for that to be my 200th game as well was uh, slightly engineered, but a uh, nice moment as well.
0: Well, I think I think that's really special, and I don't think anyone would uh, would begrudge you it at all because of uh, of everything you've you've given to Indies, and uh, yeah, really nice to turn out with, with the boys, even if as you say um, you didn't have the connections on the pitch that you would have liked, but nonetheless to uh, go from kickabouts in the garden with a couple of young lads to uh, to them turning out in senior senior GFA football with you is pretty pretty special, I think.
1: Yeah, um, I agree, yeah.
0: Right, James, thank you very much. Uh, that was Jim Fuller running us through his uh, six Desert Island games. Um, this could become a regular thing. If you also have some Desert Island games, let me know. We'll have a chat about them. James, thank you very much for sharing yeah. those memories. OK.
1: I think you'd have to be aware that your listeners will have to be as, as anoraki as, as me to uh, identify six games. I can sense Nick Gian's probably pulling his list together as we, as we speak. But, uh, I, I, don't the, I, think, feel, I don't know
0: if I <laughs> hear the faint scribble of a quill on parchment in a London uh, bedroom.
1: Yeah, I, what 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 a sad little life, as
0: <laughs> Truly, let's leave it there, Jim. Thanks very much, um, and, uh, and and thanks everyone else for listening. Cheers for now. Bye.